Welcome to Rob's Random Stuff. The podcast about... You guessed it. Random things and stuff. Woohoo! Woohoo! Let's go. We did it. Finally. Today... Today we're joined by one of my brother's fondest acquaintances. Former acquaintance. <laughs> Former acquaintance. Uh, Quinton. I, I'm, still, I'm still an acquaintance since uh, it was only falling out with Wyatt. Also, there's more spelling errors in this doc than there probably should be with this autocorrect. How do you hey, be quiet. Your own brother. Stop, stop, stop talking about my spelling issues, man. I'm not going to lie, you kind of invented played, but in a different spelling. The English language is wild. Yes, that's the nice thing about podcasts is that people can't, can't dog on my spelling issues because they can't see them. Come on, Robbie, it's two, it's, it's two clicks. Oh, John, okay, yeah. John, you goofy definitely goober. definitely not mysterious duck sabotage going in. No, the no, no. Ducks are banned on the podcast. They are not. Robbie just likes to believe that uh, they are. Uh, John is doing a little bit of duck espionage. Yes. Oh. Robbie, you weren't paying attention. He turned I the, consider turned myself the, a bit of a duck connoisseur. Not gonna yeah, lie. he kind of turned the dock into a font size 24 ducks for like 0.75 seconds. Yes. That's oddly specific. So what are we what are we discussing today? Christopher Lee. Wonder, yeah. would you like to tell us about a little bit about your knowledge of Christopher? Uh my knowledge is that he happens to have been an opera his great grandma was an opera singer and his birthday of May 27th, 1922 and also that he's British. He's British. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice. What do you know about Christopher Lee, Robbie? Bro, I know all the things about Christopher Lee, but that's because well, like you know. I did the research for this whole thing. So like, okay, you know what? Then we're gonna test your knowledge here. Robbie got a little. Oh, bad brother! <coughs> Bro, you just deleted bad. my whole thing. Oh, yeah, I, like, I thought you said you knew. Oh. Just press Control Z real quick. Okay, thank you. See, see, Christopher Lee. Actually, he's Sir Christopher Lee because he was knighted. Was born on May twenty seventh, nineteen twenty two, in London. He was the son of Lieutenant Colonel Geoffrey Lee and Countess Estelle Marie. His father fought in a couple of wars, including World War One, and his mom was a lady who was sculpted by people. I don't. I, <laughs> his great grandpa was an Italian political refugee. And his great-grandma was a famous opera singer. Wow, okay. When he was that was four, pretty cool, bro. His parents separated, and his mom kind of took him and his sister to Switzerland. And in Switzerland, they played his first role as the Rumpelstiltskin in a school play. Rumpelstiltskin, like that one guy from Shrek. <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin, though. <laughs> You've never heard of Rumpelstiltskin? I have not. I've never heard the story, but I've heard his name. Yeah, I've never time, heard the story. All I know is that he's the guy that got uh, Shrek to sign a really bad contract. I haven't watched Shrek in a wow. while. Wow. I've watched Shrek, but just not in a long time. Oh, okay. They returned to London, and Christopher attended a private school in Queen's Gate, and his mother married a banker who was the uncle of Ian Fleming. 
and he ended up writing the James Bond novels. I did not know that. Ta-da! Fleming then, be- Fleming then became Christopher's step cousin. What <laughs> a wild family! It is crazy, bro. Famous writer, political refugee—that's a lot of titles. Bro, 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 keep going, John. If you go back far enough, you will find that Christopher Lee was also a descendant of the Holy Roman Emperor, Char- Charles Charlemagne. Char Charlie McNee. Perfect. <laughs> he has a Karen family. Lineage he got from his great grandma. When World War II broke out, Christopher enrolled in a military academy and volunteered to fight with the Finnish army against the Soviets. Soviets. He was kept away wow. from, from actual fighting, though, as were the other British volunteers, instead being posted on guard duty away from the border. He did do a few more cool military things, though, and eventually enrolled in flight school. I think he wanted to be more like James, to be honest. I thought James wanted <laughs> to work on the planes, not fly them. I don't, I don't know. I think he wants to fly them. Unfortunately, he suffered from blurred vision and headaches on a training session, and then was diagnosed with a failure of his optic nerve and was told he would never fly again. He then applied to join the intelligence branch of the Royal Air Force, where he did many more cool military things that... I don't really have time to talk about here. Yay! You should read some, Quentin. Uh, okay, hold on. I wasn't falling. Oh, yeah. He tried jumping between jobs, but couldn't fit one. So the story was that he was at lunch with his little cousin. And then... His the little cousin? Where did he say that? <laughs> and then in 1947, he made his film debut. Whoa, bro, you you, you forgot the, the whole part of his cousin. <laughs> You skipped the whole yeah, line. Right? I said lunch with cousin. Yeah, yeah, but you have to tell that the cousin was the one who had the idea to become a famous actor. You type that in the document. And also, it's uh, right there. It's just right here. trying to induct me into his squadron right now. <laughs> okay, okay, carry on. Hold on. I'm dealing with James. Okay. So, he made his debut film in 1947 in Terrence's Young Corridor of Mirrors. He played a minor role in Lawrence Oliver's Hamlet and with Peter Cushing, Cushing, which becomes important in a minute. Oh, I accidentally rearranged the document. Lee says his breakthrough happened in 1952 when Douglas Fairbanks Jr. began making films at the British National Studios. He said he was cast in 16 of those and appeared with Buster Keaton in a few of them. What an epic name. Yeah. Buster Keaton. Gotta love... People My dad really will know who that is. People really named their people wild names in the old times. People that really named their people in the nowadays. Yeah. Here, Buster... Finally, we get to the famous part. In 1957, Christopher Lee was cast in a movie made by Hammer Film Productions called The Curse of Frankenstein, where he played none other than Frankenstein's monster. Alongside Peter Cushion, who Quinton mentioned earlier, who played Baron Victor Frankenstein. He was in a few lesser-known films after that. However, his appearance as Frankenstein's monster led him to play Count Dracula in the film Dracula, known by Horror of Dracula in the U.S. This was not the first Dracula movie, but the first made by Hammer. Many critics say that it fixed the mangled image that Dracula had before, 
but I say a vampire is a vampire. Christopher Lee went on to play Dracula nine more times after this, making ten times total along Peter Cushing for most of them. Peter and Christopher appeared in horror movies for other companies too, although lesser known and not as popular. Christopher Lee appeared in Richard Lester's The Three Musketeers and played a James Bond villain in The Man with the Golden Gun due to his relation to Ian Fleming. In 1977, Christopher Lee left the UK and moved to the US because he was afraid of becoming too much of a regular regular appearance in horror movies. His first American movie was Airport 77, which was made in Big Whoop 1977. He appeared as a guest host on Saturday Night Live, where he caught the attention of Steven Spielberg. That is a bright yellow. Yes. (laughs) who went on to cast Christopher Lee in his movie called 1941. He later played the mad scientist in Gremlins 2, and as a nod to his role as Dracula, as the bat gremlin gremlin transforms, the mad scientist experiences... Did you just turn all the text white? Deja vu! I also just read this as the mad scientist gremlins and I got <laughs> As the bat gremlin transforms, the mad scientist Christopher Lee experiences deja vu and music from Dracula is played. He also played Sherlock Holmes twice. Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing went on to appear in over a dozen feature Hammer films after that, and for other companies as well. Peter Cushing also played Grand Moff Tarkin in the original Star Wars movie, with Christopher Lee playing Count Dooku decades later. This project was the last project that Christopher Lee considered that he and Peter Cushing did together, except for a documentary called Flesh and Blood, the Hammer Heritage of Horror, of which they narrated two months before Peter Cushing died. Christopher Lee, after that, went on to play Saruman in Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings trilogy. He stated in an interview that he wanted to play Gandalf for decades, but he was too old and rickety, much like my father, when the film was made. (laughs) How do you too old and rickety to be an old wizard guy? (laughs) I don't know. He did end up playing Count Dooku twice in Star Wars Attack of the Clones and Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, and he also did most of the sword fighting himself, which was cool. He also played Willy Wonka's dad in Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That guy was which is, old. It's kind of weird. He was a dentist. <laughs> he played many other roles in the coming years, including a more Saruman for The Hobbit, Unfortunately, he was too old to play this role in New Zealand, so he had to do what he could from London. However, he speaks fluent English, French, Italian, Spanish, German, Swedish, Russian, and Greek, which means he did a lot of voiceover stuff for video games. He also played Saruman in the video game version of The Lord of the Rings. Wow, he, that means he has to have like at least five IQ, right? I'd, five and a half, I think. Oh, yeah. He holds the Guinness Book of Records title as the oldest video game narrator. After that, though, he was far from done. He went to sing for a few heavy metal bands and then created his own heavy metal bands and also released three heavy metal Christmas songs as well as a metal cover of... What's that guy's name? Frank Sinatra's My Way. Uh, His... 
His single Jingle Hell hit hit the Billboard Hot 100 chart <laughs> at spot 18, making him the oldest performer to have a top 20 hit on the Billboard. Uh, he eventually did die, though, unfortunately, of respiratory issues and heart failure shortly after his 93rd birthday on June 7th, 2015. So, yeah. I wonder how much editing this is going to have to go through with me and John's trolling. Honestly, I might just leave it in. Yeah, I'm too lazy. In, you were just on the edge of laughing after I flashbanged the text. <laughs> Bro. Also, you're was... not even going to bother adding us. You're just going to leave us as anonymous creatures. Bro, okay. That happens when you click the link off the internet. If I shared it yes, with you, yes. then... Anonymous. Also, it's you could... <laughs> that New Zealand got mentioned in this document and John is a Kiwi. How on, John is a Kiwi? Look. <laughs> oh, John is a Kiwi. On the document, he's anonymous Kiwi. Poggers. Woohoo. I bet he tastes good, too. It's kind of sus, to be honest. John, have you ever had a turducken? Kiwi. Have you ever had a turducken? What is that? It's a chicken stuffed inside a duck that's stuffed inside a turkey. I have not, but I would love to try one. Me too. I bet it tastes like birds. Yes. Let's see. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't... I looked it up, and they said it wouldn't taste particularly delicious, but it could be used for pet food. But that seems like the most <laughs> inefficient way to get pet food. <laughs> we didn't finish the podcast. Did we? Oh, we didn't. Well, Jingle Hell later went on to hit the Billboard Hot 100 chart at spot 18, and it made him the oldest performer to, to have a top 20 hit. He celebrated his 92nd birthday and then released a bunch of metal songs, including a cover on Frank Sinatra's My Way. Then he died on Yay. his I mean, 93rd uh, birthday on June 7, 2015, of respiratory issues and his heart failed. Big oof. And he died, unfortunately. Indeed. Kick the can, man. Also, for you that have not tuned in recently, we have a a jingle now that got, gets to be sung by the guest of the podcast after each episode, or somebody randomly decided with a corn, coin flip. Excuse so, me, I was not told about this information. So me neither. Go. What Here's is this jingle? Here's the jingle. You literally did... Oh. So, the oh. tune is... What? Everybody's a guest to this except for you, John, so I'm gonna push my responsibilities upon Robbie. Okay, wait, hang on. Inaugural singing. We gotta do the singing thing right, bro. I got you. I got you. Hang on. So, uh, unfortunately, my microphone broke and it caused the audio to cut out. So you're never going to get to hear the jingle until two weeks in the future when we probably forget to sing it again. Thanks for listening to Rob's Random Stuff. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts or on our home on the web at robsrandomstuff.com. Later.